Talking about creation tonight. Um, we've talked about God. We've talked about um, that is, you know, just that God is. We've talked about the Trinity. We've talked about Christ. Spent a couple of weeks talking about Jesus. Um, so tonight, I want to focus in on on creation and. Uh, well, let's let's just start with with this sheet, and then I'm gonna we're gonna go to a couple of passages here that I wanna. I, I tried to uh, put several references on here. We we may not look at all of them, but there are a couple in particular that I wanna uh, spend a little time looking at. Um, so first of all, and, and we may flip through some of these. I, first of all. Um, Revelation 4.11, I want to read that. I put that up at the top because I, Revelation 4 and 5 is just a, a, a powerful, you know, where John's seeing the vision of the, the throne room, basically, and, and uh, uh, it's, just, it's just an amazing scene. And here, this verse um, mentions creation and, uh, as, a, as a, uh, a reason for, for worship, even. It says, worthy are, worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So um, notice a couple things here. And we'll probably mention this verse again, too, when we get further along, probably. But um, notice a couple things here. First, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for... That's a there's there's a that's a causal phrase for you did thus and so so for you created all things and, and so it's kind of the idea therefore you are worthy um, no, there is no other being person thing worthy of of our adoration our worship our praise uh, God and God alone he's he is the creator. Right, so worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, power. Um, for you created all things. And then notice the all there. You created all things, and we're going to look at some more passages that, that testify to that. But um, there's not anything that exists, nothing in existence that God didn't create. God created all things, all right? So the, the Bible's emphatic about that. He is the creator. It didn't, it didn't just, um, things, it's kind of ridiculous, you know, nowadays they, they talk about, it's not kind of ridiculous, it's real ridiculous, but nowadays in, in uh, so-called science, you have to use quotations when you mention, mention stuff like this, they call it science, but they talk about spontaneous generation, you know, just all of a sudden, poof, you know, there was nothing, and then there was something. <laughs> and, and like uh, R.C. Sproul likes to say, that's like pulling a rabbit out of a hat without a hat and without a rabbit and without a magician. <laughs> it's the same, same type thing. Um, it's, it's absurd. Um, you, if, if, and another one of... Sproul's sayings, if there ever was a time 
that there was nothing, meaning including God. If there, if there was ever a time that there was nothing, then there would be nothing now. You, you can't get something out of nothing. All right? So, if there ever was a time that there was nothing at all, period, no God, nothing, which is what um, a lot of the uh, evolutionists, you know, would would uh, would <laughs> ask us to believe. If if there was ever a time that there was nothing, there there would be nothing now. Uh, you can't you can't get something out of uh, out of nothing. Spontaneous generation um, is just uh, it's an absurdity absurdity. But um, at any rate, the the Bible tells us clearly God created all things. For you created all things, and by your will, and this is <laughs> interesting as well, by your will they exist. In other words, things exist. God's the reason. Things exist because God created them, created us, and because He willed it to be so. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't um, the work of someone else against God's will. Uh, everything exists because God created it, or he or she, whatever, um, and we exist because of God's will. By your will, they existed and were created. What? All things. All things. So that just, you know, is a um, reason to praise, to praise God, to worship God. Worthy are you. Um, and by the way, I hope I hope that's the effect that all of these studies have on us. You know, is just uh, <laughs> encourage us to praise God for He He is worthy, and He alone is worthy of our praise and adoration. So Genesis one one, of course, in the, everybody's familiar with that verse. In the beginning, what God created the heavens and the earth. And that's a way of of, uh, of of speaking about all things. And then Genesis one and two. You have the uh, two different accounts of of, uh, of creation, um, and that, that lay it out and talk about God creating all things in six days. Um, I, I personally believe that to be six literal twenty-four hour days. I it, I, I can't, um, you know, I, I don't find places in the Bible where uh, day means other than a day. Uh, seems like when when Moses wrote that, he's talking about six literal uh, days. So God created everything that exists in, in six days. In Genesis, you know, you keep getting the phrase, in the evening and the morning was the first day, and the evening and the morning was the second day. And that's just indicative of a 24-hour period. Um, if, if that's true, that would be a miracle, right? <laughs> and God can do that. He can create all things. Mm-hmm. Do what now? Oh, if we're wrong on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amen. Uh, it just seems like. <laughs> it just seems like, doesn't it? That that, at least from what I've encountered, it seems like the other positions that you that you come across, and I'm talking about in the among Christians who 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 want to try to work in. Um, say, well, you know, day could be several thousand years or whatever. They, they want to work in evolution uh, some one way or another. It just seems like to me every, every explanation I've come across like that, 
it, it seems like bottom line what they're trying to do is make it fit um, the, the, the modern idea that's out there. You know, in other words, they don't want to, it's like, it's like embarrassment, uh, uh, sometimes at least, it's like embarrassment. Oh, you know, the Bible doesn't line up with what all the scientists are saying, so we need to try to figure out a way to make it all fit. And, yeah, and so it's starting with um, science and saying, okay, now let's interpret Scripture rather than just starting with Scripture and, and interpreting everything else based on what Scripture says. Yeah, well, there's different theories, and, and uh, you know, some say that it's just uh, just a way of speaking about an age, you know. But, but again, you know, it, it seems pretty clear to, uh, uh, to me, you know, evening in the morning with the first day, evening in the morning with the second day. Okay. That's describing a day. Yeah. You, right. That's right. Not even dealing with creation, right. All right, but um, again, Genesis 1-1, God created. So he created all things, six days. Um, there was nothing that came into existence. And John makes this clear in John 1-3. Nothing that came into existence apart from God creating it. Specifically there, John is talking about Jesus, the, the Word. Um, all things were created uh, through him and nothing came into being except what came into being through him. So Genesis 1-1, you could say John 1 through 3. Um, somebody look up Proverbs 16-4 for me. Somebody want to do that? You got it? Got it, Tiffany? And uh, yeah, Proverbs 16-4. Please, go ahead. Amen. Made everything, right? The Lord's made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. All right? Um, Um, that they're wrong. I mean, I mean, he's not—he's not the author of sin. If that's—if if, that's—if that's the bottom line, you know, is God the author of sin? No, no. Did he create Satan? Yes. You know, I read something just recently where I—what was? I can't even remember where that was. It shocked me um, because and now I can't even remember who it was. But it, it surprised me uh, because they were basically saying, "Oh, it was a—it was a pastor I know in South Louisiana." But he was basically, what he was writing sounded like God did not create Satan. Now, that's strange. I'm, I'm, uh, Satan's a created being, and, and, if, and of course God created him. God created all things. Um, so um, we know how sin came into the human experience. We've got that in, in uh, Genesis 3. But how, how did it... Uh, how did how did it just how did it come to be in the first place with with Satan? Uh, well, that's that's a mystery. You know, Moses said um, the hidden things belong to the Lord. It's Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. But those things that God has revealed belong to us. So, 
Um, God's not the author of sin. God is light. In Him, John said, in Him is no darkness at all. <laughs> no darkness at all. Yeah. Yes. called uh, Day Star or something to that effect. Morning Star, yeah. But uh, um, at least I say he's called that. There's the passage in Isaiah 14 that is often uh, thought of as referring to Satan, but um, that, that's even questionable. But, but a, lot, a lot of people do apply that. Uh, that's where in the old King James it, it uses the, the name Lucifer. It's actually talking about a pagan king there. But, uh, but uh, you know, people think it's got like a dual fulfillment and that it's applying to Satan, to the fall of Satan. Um, I'm not convinced of that, but, but, that, but it's, that is a commonly, commonly held view. Um, but he was an angel. So, yeah, yeah, everything that God created was good initially, you know. Yeah, angels, everything. So he, he was definitely created good. Now, was God blindsided by the entrance of sin? Not, not at all. God foreordained all things, um, so uh, no, he's, he wasn't blindsided by sin. That's one thing to, uh, again, it's a lot for our pea brains, certainly, I know it is for mine anyway, but, but it's, it's, it, we, we need to grasp that creation exists for the glory of God and for the redemption that we have in Christ Jesus. So, had God not created, first of all, you know, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't exist and there wouldn't be redemption in Christ Jesus. But also, had sin not come into our experience, then there would have been no need for, for uh, Christ to die and redeem us. What I'm saying is, when, when God created, it was with all that in view. He was going to create a people for himself. He, they, we were going to fall into sin. He was going to send Christ to live and die for us and redeem us to Himself. All of that was in view when God created in the first place. So um, it's, it's not something that blindsided Him or caught Him off guard. 
Perfectly. Yeah. Um, well, there's probably several omniscience. Uh, I mean, he know he knows everything. Um, <coughs> yeah. He he's eternal. You know, he he's the only again the only being that possesses eternality, um, the, the attribute of eternality. No, nobody else. Now we can say now is you know we'll live forever. But but we can't go backward and say that, unless you're a Mormon. But I mean, they, you know, they they uh, they can say that, <laughs> but it's not true. <laughs> they can say that and they do say that, but it's not true. <coughs> Only God is eternal. All right. Um, so yeah, I gave you those Genesis one one, Proverbs sixteen four, John one three. Um, Colossians 1.16, I'll read that because I've got that right here. Um, and we, we just looked at this the other day. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth. And by the way, before I even read this, notice how, notice how detailed this is and how, how explicit Paul is here. For by him, and he's talking about Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, and here's there's where Satan comes in and the other demons, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And that's the reference to Christ. Paul's talking about Jesus there. Um, that next little phrase I've got on the sheet there, the next sentence, God created um, everything ex nihilo. That's a... That's a, a Latin term that's been used um, historically <clears throat> in, in uh, theology. It just means out of nothing. God created everything out of nothing. So he didn't have um, material to work with, if, if you know what I mean. What, there, wasn't, there wasn't something to, to, uh, to, to start with. God just spoke. Again, Genesis 1, you read the accounts there. He spoke things into existence, created all things out of nothing. Um, and I, I, I referred to this earlier, but if you look at the next sentence, the Latin phrase ex nihilo nihil fit means out of nothing, nothing comes. That's what I was talking about a moment ago. That's just a way of refuting the nonsense that gets talked about today of spontaneous generation and so forth. <clears throat> because the reality is out of nothing... Nothing comes um, if there's nothing at all. But now, if you start with an, an omnipotent God, then God can create out of nothing. He, does, he doesn't need uh, material to work with. He speaks things into existence. And if you look at the Genesis account, God spoke all things into existence there except for one thing. What? Well... He, who? Somebody, yeah, man, man. He spoke all things into existence, existence except for man. Now, of course, he spoke into existence the material that he made man out of, but, but he formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed life into him. And man became a living soul. Uh, and and the, the term man there, by the way, is just... We, we use it the same way in English, but it's a general term, male and female. 
So God spoke all things into existence out of nothing, um, and then he formed man from the dust of the ground. Second, uh, Roman numeral two there, God created all things for his own glory. Um, you see that fulfilled, Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God, right? Um, Psalm 100, verse 3, let me turn over there real quick. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us. And we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. That's good, by the way. You know, um, the psalmist there, because that's a praise, just like it would be like uh, us gathering like we are tonight. They're, they're singing this in the, in the um, worship services, and, and, and he's telling them, or, or they're singing this, Know that the Lord made us know that the lord he is god it is he who made us we are his so that's something that um god wants us to know <laughs> he made us he is god okay um Somebody, um, somebody, who wants to look something up for me? Tiffany or Joel, one of y'all or both of you look up, uh, or one of you get Jeremiah ten twelve, and um, the other one Isaiah forty three seven. Y'all would please. Go ahead. Hmm. Create for whom I created for my glory, right? Go ahead, Joe. I like that. Stretched out the heavens. <laughs> Amen. Stretched out the heavens like a curtain, it says in some places. Great picture. And uh, I want to look at, uh, that's a misplaced quote, by the way. It's not where it's supposed to be, but the R.C. Spro quote. Um, I'll blame that on my computer. All right. <laughs> Why not? You know. <laughs> um, in that passage that we just looked at in Colossians, let me let me let me let me turn to both of these: Colossians one sixteen and, and Romans eleven thirty six. Page two for there's there's um similar language here that's significant. That's why I want us to look at it. But in in Colossians one sixteen, where I read a moment ago, <coughs> says. He made all things visible and invisible, whether the thrones or dominions, rulers, authorities. All things were created, right here. All things were created through him and for him. So 
So Paul says all things were created through Jesus Christ, same thing that John says in John 1, 3, and for Him. Everything is made by Him and for Him. Now, look at Romans eleven thirty six, And here Paul's just talking about God. Verse 30, in fact, I'm going to start in verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable His ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been His counselor or who has given Him a gift given a gift to him that he might be repaid for, and here's the language, for from him, through him, and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. What a, <laughs> what a word that is. The doxology there at the end. Um, a word of praise. For from him, the Greek out, out of, out from, is where we get our word exit. You, know, you see the little exit signs? That that's, comes from that word. Um, for from him or out from him and through him and to him are all things. So, so everything originated with God. Everything, um, the through him, I think about Paul's words and um, it was actually the words of a, of a, ancient poet that Paul quoted in Acts 17. Um, Epimedes, I think is his name. But he, he says, um, in him, that is in God, in him we live and move and have our being. So we're not... Uh, Acts 17, something or another. So it's, it's somewhere around verse 17, 18, 20, somewhere around there. Um, Paul's talking to the to the uh, uh, philosophers at Athens, Greece there. And uh, he says, For um, in him we live and move and have our being. goes on to say, We are his offspring. So we're out from him. That's, that's where we originate. We're every, all things are through him. In other words, he, he, he's, he's what holds. In fact, Paul says this in Colossians again, Colossians 1. He holds all things together. So God's creator and He's sustainer, or the way I like to say it is He, uh, because of the through Him, uh, he, he moves things along. All things out from Him, and He keeps everything moving. Keeps everything moving along. All things are through Him. And all things are to Him. That's where we wind up. So out from, through, and to. In the Greek, it's ek dia eis, RF gate. Some of you knew RF gates used to always... <laughs> He, he, he called it ek dia ice theology. Um, out of, from, or out of, through, and to. And that's, that's all of creation. That's not just us, but all of creation. We're created by Him. We're, we are moved along or sustained by Him. And, and He's the end of all things. Everything is moving toward that final day, that final judgment day. Um, when the righteous will be received, uh, you know, those of us who are, who are redeemed in Christ will be received into His presence for eternity, and uh, those who are not um, suffer judgment and eternal, eternal hell. So it's out from, through, and to Him. There's not, there's, not a, there's not, you know, He's not one 
among many or something like that. There's, there's not other options. All things out from, through, and to Him. And so that's why Paul goes on to say, To Him be glory forever. Amen, Paul says. So be it. And that's, again, that's much like the, the praise song going on there in Revelation 4. I've got it at the top of the, one verse from at the top of the page. For, for you created all things. You're worthy to receive glory and honor and power. All right. Um, number three, God spoke all things into existence except man. We already mentioned that. So uh, I, I, I was going to mention Hebrews 11.3 and, and didn't. So do that now. It just says that we understand uh, by faith, we understand that the world the world's refrained through the word of God. Hebrews 11, 3. That's the... Please, yeah. Amen. Amen. I like that part too. What What is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Ex nihilo. Out of nothing. God created out of nothing. Okay. Um, number five. I'm sorry. Number number four. God formed man and breathed life into him or them. Um, you know, and I, I really didn't make a note of this on here. I'm, in the next part, I'm talking about being made in the image of God, and I didn't mention there. But, you know, a lot of times we refer to ourselves as as spiritual beings, and and uh, I probably should have put that on here. But the idea there is there's there's a, there's a non-physical um, aspect to us. We're we're not as uh, again they're trying to convince us today. We're, we're not totally physical beings. God God formed man out of the dust of the earth, and so there you've got a lump of clay now in the in the form of a human being. But then God breathed into him the breath of life and. And and uh, and he says Moses says he became a living soul, so uh, there's a dichotomy. We're, we're we're flesh, or you know physical flesh, but we're also a soul, a living soul. And when this soul is separated from the body, what happens to the body? Body dies. Yeah. Right. So. Um, God formed man and breathed life into them. And number five, and this, God created man, male and female, in his own image. Now, this is what sets us apart from all the rest of creation. And this is one of the things that, you know, that drives me crazy about um, uh, Darwinianism, uh, Darwinian teaching, uh, evolution. It robs us of our dignity. Um, now, if it were really true, I mean, we would just have to say, well, oh well, you know, we just got to deal with that, I guess. But first place, it's not true. <clears throat> and in the second place, it, it, it has that effect. It, it robs us of our dignity because, um, and, and, you, and we're seeing the fruits of this, by the way. Uh, we're seeing the fruits of this. 
kids are, you can go all the way through, I say kids, but start as kids and go through adults. You can go all the way through the school system now from, from preschool to uh, your university um, degree or doctorate or whatever and be taught all the way through that you're an accident and that essentially you're no different than a cockroach. And then we wonder why people walk into a building and have no problem blowing away 20 or 30 people. Now, there's always been murder, and I'm not saying that, you know, if if we taught everybody right, there wouldn't be any murder at all. There will be until the Lord returns. But, uh, but, But this is one of the major things that work there. One, in part, because they don't they, they they don't see any purpose for themselves, and so it drives them to do something um, like that. And then they don't mind taking out, you know, just blowing somebody away. Because after all, again, what really what's the difference in that and stomping on a bug? You know, every once in a while, this is probably shouldn't, you know, it's going to make me sound ugly here. But every once in a while, we catch a mouse, and you know, then I got to be the hitman. <laughs> now, I don't enjoy that, but um, still, it's just a mouse. There's there's something different about us, and and I think. People know that uh, they have have that innate knowledge, but but then when, when you kids kids know that, but when you when you tell them, you spend twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years, whatever, telling them, ah, that's not right. You know, you you came from monkeys, and and you're you're a cosmic accident, and you know, no, well, there's there's no ultimate purpose in life, but look. Try to be, try to help your community and be the best person you can be. And well, you know. And and then we wonder why they don't have any hope and why they kill each other and and uh, it's just just insane. That's right. That's right. Our dignity is tied to the fact that we're made in the image of God. We are like God in 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 one sense. You know, he, he made us to to bear his own image. Now, how does how, how in what sense? We have the same physical features? Well, no, God's not a physical being, first of all. So we know it's not talking about that. It's, it's not because we have two arms and two legs or something like that. Um, so, I, so I listed a few things here. You may, you may think of some more. But one, you know, we're intelligent beings. I already mentioned, by the way, we're spiritual. There's a non-physical aspect. To us, we have a soul. That's not true of animals. Uh, I, I don't. I don't believe. Um, and on the other hand, it is true of men, no matter how bad. I remember uh, President Bush saying one time that Osama bin Laden um, did not have a soul. Well, that's bad theology. I mean, I like President Bush and all that, but that's that's horrible theology. Of course, he has a soul. He's a man made in the image of God. Um, he may be an evil man. He was an evil man. But uh, but yes, he had a soul. He's not. He wasn't an animal. He may he may have acted like an animal. He did act like an animal, uh, but he wasn't an animal. He had a soul. Um, so we're spiritual creatures. We're also in, intelligent creatures. Uh, and I know uh, you can point to other creatures and say, you know, they've got a level of intelligence too. Um, but 
it's, it's, uh, I would say it's not only different in degree, which is what, what a lot of scientists are going to say, but I, I would say it's, uh, it's, there's a quantitative difference as well. Um, you know, here we are, for example, studying the Bible. Well, when's the last time you saw a chimpanzee or, you know, a gorilla or something? I'm, I'm trying to pick out the really smart ones. <laughs> the ones that they say we're, clo- we're closest to. When's the last time you saw them studying a Bible or anything for that matter? Uh, you, you know, any book. Or, or when's the last time you read an autobiography by uh, a chimpanzee or saw a great, a great, um, sorry about that, saw a great, piece of art created by a chimpanzee. Yeah, yeah, well. (laughs) Pardon? (laughs) (laughs) They're intelligent, they just can't, yeah, they can't read without getting the books wet, so that's the problem. Um. And then I'm going to follow that with this. We are moral creatures, okay? <laughs> People do know, um, we have a sense of right and wrong. And you, you, can, you can go to the, uh, or, or read about, and you can go there too, I guess, to some of them. But you, you can read about, you know, the, rem, the remotest tribes that, are, that have known to existed in history, and they're going to have some kind of code of law it may not be written down, but but I mean they're going to have some kind of code of conduct. They will have That's right, mores. Where does that come from? And and you, the same could be said, by the way, about worship. That, that you, you always find there's never been a culture known to to uh, to exist that didn't have some form of worship. Uh, where does that come from? Because we're created in the image of God and because we're created to worship Him. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amazing coincidence. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we're we're moral creatures. People know that they have some basic sense of right and wrong. Um, and if you don't believe it, cut in front of them in line, and uh, <laughs> and you'll find out real quick they do understand right and wrong. Um, we are emotional creatures. Again, this is part of being made in the image of God. And what do you see in the Scripture? Times God is angry, right? Times God talks about being pleased. It's my beloved Son whom I'm well pleased. Um, so where do we get that from? We, we get that because we're, we're made in His image. So we, we have feelings, right? That's a good thing. 
That's what I mean by emotional, by the way. I don't mean being, uh, you know, <laughs> carried away uh, with emotionalism in a, in a wrong way. But, uh, oh, sure, yeah, I think so, um, to, to, to some extent, yeah. And, and some of these things, you, you know, you'll see that kind of bleed over. And, and, but, I, but again, I, I, I don't think, you know, for example, that there is any evidence of self-awareness in, um, in animals. Um, I mean, you and I, just like, again, like we're doing right now tonight, we're, why are we here? We're talking about that. Why are we here? You know, what's the meaning of life? You know, you hear that question. Um, we, where are we going? What's going to happen after after we leave? You know, we think about those things and we're concerned about those things. And I know some people try some people try to put them out of their head and ignore them. But at some point, um, you know, they get confronted with it and they think about it. You know, f- uh, funerals funerals have that kind of effect on people. And, um, you know, a- animals don't have that kind of self awareness. There's no evidence of it. And, and they don't have the mores, like Brother Carl was talking about, the, the moral, um, the morality that we, that we have either. If, if a, a dog, like I heard a, a professor say, Gerald Bray, I don't know if you ever heard of Gerald Bray, Brother Carl, but a uh, theologian, but I heard him say one time to make this point, you know, he said, if a, if a dog bites you, um, you know, you, you, don't, you don't get offended I mean, that's what dogs do. You don't you don't get mad at the thing in the sense that you know, like like he did something out of the something crazy. He did what dogs do. You may kill him. I mean, you may get away from him, or whatever. But you but you don't you know. It's not like you're offended because the dog bit you. On the other hand, if a man comes up and bites you, <laughs> you know, you're going to feel quite differently about that. Why? Because that's a moral being. In fact, probably one thing you're going to say is, he knows better than that, <laughs> you know. But the dog don't know better. He's just doing what a dog does. So, um... <laughs> hadn't happened yet. That's out in the future. <laughs> Statue of Liberty still standing right now, right? Oh boy, I remember I remember seeing that at the Don Drive-in when I in the when it came out in the early seventies. Uh, one of I guess it was the first one. Okay, we are we are personal creatures again, made in the image of God. God is a personal person, He's a personal God. So he has personal attributes, right? I mean, we we say sometimes you know, when we talk about knowing God. There is a sense in which we get to know God much like we would any other person. Um, you know, you, in other words, you, you learn about Him what what He what He likes, what He doesn't like, right, and and that kind of thing. Um, um, who He is, what He's about. Uh, he's He's a personal being. We communicate with God. God communicates with us. Um, so we're personal creatures. Part of being made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Because I know in time she talks about God as the Father. Mm-hmm. That's for us. Those are called anthropomorphisms. And so, so God is spoken of um, using human, um, like you say, uh, right, right, um, anatomy, terms of anatomy. or uh, So, yeah, the arm of the Lord. For example, when, when, when uh, uh, his strength is spoken about, you know, say something, you know, like the, the arm of the Lord or something to that effect. Or like you said, uh, the face of God, you know, it usually represents favor, like, like if he um, turns his face towards us or, or we seek his face. We're, we're talking about trying to get in, uh, Scripture's talking about um, um, getting to know him, getting to know him better. Um, yeah, but, but no, he doesn't have physical features. He's not, you know, we, we are bound in space and time. So that's all we know, and that's the way we think. And and so God is gracious in, you know, putting putting things in 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 His Word in a way that we can grasp to help us understand who He is and 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 so forth. But God's not bound by by uh, spatial um, boundaries or 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 by time. He's 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 not one of us. So he's he's above and beyond all of that. He's outside the box, so to speak. Again, you know, naturalism, which is what is, is prevalent today, this whole di- idea of uh, evolution and so forth, um, they would say, you know, there's, if you think of the universe as this box, you know, they would say there's nothing outside the box. It, it, we're, we came, everything that's here exists um, in and of itself somehow. Spontaneous generation and so forth, uh, you know. But there's nothing outside the box that, that has anything, you know, it's just, it's, there's just the box, and that's it, period. But we, we say, you know, if you're going to look at the universe as a, as a box, there is something outside the box, God. He's, he's, not, he's not confined to the box. He's not part of the box. He's, he's not inside the box. He is transcendent. So, so he's, He created all things, but he's, He is not Himself part of creation and he and he's not limited by it in any way he, he is he transcends um time and space but Right. 
Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's good. Um, we're created to glorify God. That's what we're here for. Um, Tiffany read earlier from Isaiah. Um, God created us for His glory. He's talking there specifically about the Israelites, but um, but that's true of all of us. He He created us for His glory. So. That's why we exist, and that's that's it. That's that's why we're here to to glorify Him. You know, where where do we come from? We came. God created us. Why are we here? To glorify Him. That is to to seek His glory in all that we do. In other words, we want to honor Him in all that we do. God made us to worship Him. Um. And one last note here, just at the bottom there, creation is good. Um, you, you know, we, we talk a lot about the fall, rightly so, and certainly God's creation was um, corrupted in the fall. But in uh, earlier, you know, we were talking about evil and evil coming in to existence and so forth. The, the creation itself is not evil. Right, so there, there's we need to realize that uh, you know God's creation is good, it's good. It's broken now because of the fall and because of sin, and God's going to fix it. Like we've been talking about, um, you know, when 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 Christ returns, the fullness of our salvation. When when Christ comes back and we get our glorified body, there's also going to He's going to remake the world. Peter says it's going to burn up with a fervent heat. So there's going to be a new creation, and, and it's going to be fixed. Right now we're living in a broken world, but, but, but matter itself is not evil. And, and we probably don't hear as, as much of that uh, today. In the first century, <clears throat> you see a lot of uh, the Scripture dealing with that because in the first century that, that was part of some of the uh, Greek philosophy that was prevalent. Uh, all matter is evil and spiritual things are good well the christian viewpoint is matter is good too it's god's work it's god's creation so uh, creation is good and and it genesis 131 i've got at the bottom of the page you know of course this is before the fall but when, when god finished creation it says god saw everything that he made and behold it was very good and by the way he doesn't he doesn't say very good uh, until he's done, which is interesting. You know, he does, you know, he creates and he creates and he creates, and he and he keeps saying, "It's good." God saw that it was good. God, but then he creates man, which uh, is often called the the pinnacle of God's creation, again because we're made in His image. He creates man, and then he says, "It's very good, very good." And he's you know he's done. He's completed his work. First Timothy, four four through five. For everything, thing, and now, of course, this is speaking after the fall, obviously. Paul writes to Timothy, For everything created by God is good, and nothing, and he's talking specifically about uh, meat, meats and meat and drinks. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God in prayer. So, 
as far as our study tonight, the first part of that is, uh, is relevant. For everything created by God is good. Creation is good. And uh, yes, again, it's, it's broken now. We're in a broken world, but it's going to be restored. It's going to be restored. All right. Any other comments before we stop? Um, I, I, got, I have plenty, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you again for your word. And Lord, um, for letting us in on these truths, all that we uh, all that we hold to is true. Everything that we that that we know it, it it comes from your word, and it's because you've chosen to reveal it to us. So, Lord, we're thankful for that. We're thankful that um, you are indeed good, merciful, gracious, loving. You are indeed a personal, and that you desire to bring about relationship with your own people. We thank you for sending Jesus to die for our sins, Lord, expressing your, your mercy. We're thankful that you chose, though you didn't need to, you weren't obligated to, you chose to create and to make us in your own image and through Christ bring us into your presence into your glory for eternity again we thank you we pray in Jesus name Amen